This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You like this, Jim? As a Leaf fan, kudos to Austin Matthews. He's the cover boy for NHL 22. I'm just watching the trailer here. The game looks incredible. Because change is not about the next trend. It is about the next generation. It's stupid how realistic these games look now, huh? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, considering 15 years ago, I thought, these graphics cannot get any better. (laughs) And they're better. Yeah, they are. You would think you were actually watching game footage. But I feel like they filled in Austin Matthews' mustache a little bit too much. Giving him too much credit? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> thicker than it is in real life. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite Tom Selleck. I mean, I, he's he's pushing it and he's trying to work it hard, but it's it's still a young man's stash. Check it. Check the trailer out. In the game, the the stash is it's almost bushy, and in real life, it's it's not how I'd describe it. Mm. These games, I can't play them. I can't. I can't play the new NHL games. They give me anxiety. What do you mean? There's too much going on. I, I, there's a hockey game I play with my son all the time on PlayStation Four. It's called Super Blood Hockey, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds worse than it is. The graphics, it's basically like the old Nintendo hockey game. Remember you'd pick like you had like Fat Mario, Skinny Mario. Ice Hockey, that was what it was called. Right, or Medium Mario. It's like that, but there's more fighting and and the players spray blood everywhere. So not licensed by the NHL. No, but it's (laughs) pixelated. It doesn't look real. Yeah, and I, it, it's you know there's two buttons. There's like pass and shoot. Yeah, that's I do, all I, I do can think really there handle. are controller options that you can change in the NHL game if you want to go super old school. You can, you know, dumb it down a little bit. But yeah. I agree, it is. I don't know what I'm doing. Like some of my buddies still play, and like I I, I try to pick up the controller, and it, it changes slightly every year. Like sometimes the stick is shoot, and I I, I just haven't picked up on that. The last. NHL game I would have played would have been on the Sega Genesis. Really? That not that I've tried, but that I Got actually, into. yeah, w- that I would be comfortable saying, "Hey, yeah, I'll take you on in that." Uh-huh. Now, there's no way I could even almost win a game against anyone. Yeah, you, you start thinking you're pretty good when you're playing the computer, and then you go online and just get dusted by a nine-year-old. <laughs> it's demoralizing. Like nothing. What? <laughs> and then that nine-year-old has a better mustache than you do? <laughs> Definitely better than Austin Matthews. <laughs> and I love this stuff. Kudos to our, uh, our team out in Edmonton at Global News for sharing this story that's getting a bunch of attention. And it's nice because it's a feel-good story. It's about a... Uh, uh, a young man, a teenager who likes dribbling a basketball in his driveway, and his neighbors took notice. When it comes to basketball, Anthony Mobike is determined, and he's a natural. The 14-year-old spends hours outside practicing. It kind of makes me feel like a star. But Anthony didn't know he already has fans. I come outside, and then I see like a man I barely ever see like ever so like and then he's just like hey you like playing basketball i'm like yes that man is his neighbor ian ray just the kid that dribbled the basketball all night all day just bouncing the ball right but uh that's all he did i thought whenever i dribbled 
it made a racket and people <laughs> want to sleep or something like that. Yeah, so Anthony sees this guy, one of his neighbors outside his house, and he asks him if he likes if he's a kid who dribbles the basketball, and he thought the guy was going to be like, "Could you keep it down? Hmm. Like uh, you're causing a disturbance in the neighborhood with all this basketball dribbling." But no, uh, his neighbor had gone onto the community uh, Facebook page and organized a bit of a fundraiser so they could buy a basketball net for this kid and they they surprised him by giving him his his own net for his driveway oh. mom said he wanted to be a basketball player come here you probably need a net pretty cool huh yeah good for him i i didn't i didn't put together that he was only dribbling because he didn't have a net but that's amazing now he can shoot yeah he can dunk it's uh, yeah, it's a really uplifting story. The mom, you always, you know, the mom's gonna get choked up. Mm-hmm. She was pretty excited for her boy. Son told me yesterday, oh, this everybody who believes in me, who made this happen, they want me to practice more so I can be like LeBron James. Hmm. Guess who saw the global news story? Don't say it, the king. The king himself, LeBron James. Posted on social media a picture of Anthony going up for a dunk. (laughs) And he wrote, this is pure and beautiful. That community is amazing. Nobody can fulfill their dreams alone. Anthony, keep working, kid. You have another fan in me. Thankful emoji. Heart emoji. Hands in the air. Wave them like they just don't care emoji. Fist pump emoji. Crown emoji. Wow. Seven emojis from LeBron James? <laughs> Five. It's okay. a, a lot of emojis. But what a thrill for this young basketball fan who idolizes LeBron James <laughs> to have his hero recognize his talent and his ability. Also, uh, this is big. There's a, a basketball academy in Toronto, the Royal Crown Academic School in Toronto, they've invited Anthony to particip- participate in their elite basketball program and wants to offer him support to take part in that program. So this is huge, and it just goes to show a little act of kindness can go such a long way, right? Mm-hmm. And watch for that name on the back of hopefully a Raptors jersey someday. <laughs> Anthony Mobike. Jim, you had your sister over with her kids yesterday for a swim in your pool. Yep, a little dip. Is she pretty excited about the big news, the the fact that you and Sarah got engaged last weekend? Yeah, I mean, reasonably excited. I don't know, just like we've had a lot of marriages in the family, uh, so it's not like it's a novelty. Um, but I think everybody's excited for us to get together and start a family. You have five siblings, correct? Yeah, there's six kids in total. Six kids total. How many are married? Four. Okay. So I'm the second youngest. So my uh, younger sister uh, lives in Vancouver, not married yet. And have you and Sarah, I know that uh, that it just happened and, and the wedding plans have just begun, but have you talked about the wedding party? Because that's kind of a tough one. You've got too many siblings. It's not like you can plunk them all into the wedding party. That would be huge. You, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think she's going to ask any of my sisters to be in the wedding party. Neither am I. I'm going to ask my brother. Uh, maybe both. I should get them both in there. I was thinking I should just get my brothers and my dad. 
like my brother Bill, my brother Craig, and my dad. Because, you know, there's some friends that you have and they're super important in your life and then they become less important. But your brother and your dad are always going to be in your life. You know what I mean? Sure. Or be as important, hopefully. Well, look at gorgeous Greg. I can't have him up there. No, he's, no. he's too good looking. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, one of my best buds, too. He'd be awesome up there. He'd make my brother Craig look taller, too, which would be sweet. He's a great guy, but again, a little more manly than you, I'd say. Well, that's every man. <laughs> well, that's true. If I'm standing up there next to my dad. Your dad is the manliest <laughs> man I think I've ever met. Yeah, maybe I should just stand up there by myself, because this is all bad. <laughs> maybe you and Sarah should switch sides. <laughs> You have your maids of honor, yeah. and she can have her groomsmen. Yeah, it is tough. I have like I have a wide range of friends. Like, and like I have like three different fa- friends groups. So it is it is hard. And I didn't want to pick, you know, my London friends or my Mitchell friends. Like, so I was like, maybe I should just do my family and put them up there. Yeah, and don't involve me at all. I've given you the green light. Mm-hmm. Don't feel obligated. Yeah. I know you. No, you're not even invited. Y- good. You're completely off. This is what I'm after. <laughs> Free weekend. <laughs> It's National Radio Day. Oh, we got a day? National Radio Day today. And the best way you can celebrate is to find your favorite radio personality and let them know that they've got a face for radio. (laughs) That one never gets old. Oh, it's so good. So good. Every time I tell somebody that I meet, hey, yeah, I work at a radio station. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense because you got a face for radio. (laughs) It's funny because we're not good looking, but sometimes even uglier people say that to us. People who are uglier than us will say that we've got faces for radio. Yeah. We should start responding that way. (laughs) It's like, well, if I've got a face for radio, what do you have? Bro, you got a face and voice for text message. That's it. (laughs) You ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Only 20. This is surprising. And this is, well, it's not surprising because ugly people never think they're ugly, right? Uh, well, 28% of radio hosts agree with the statement that they have a face for radio. I think I think every year that goes by, my face gets more radio-like. <laughs> well, that's just... You, when did you peak? When did you think you were peak hotness? Yeah, probably. I, I, I think in my mid-30s. I met my wife. I tricked her into into marrying me. So, so something was, must have been working yeah, for you. I, yeah. I, I was working out and feeling good mm-hmm. you are you, do you think you're there yet oh i've yet to peak when i peak you'll know it just got a nice text message here it says hey guys i wanted to wish my favorite radio host a happy national radio day for what it's worth taz i think you're a very handsome man and jim you're absolutely adorable so don't let anyone tell you that you have faces for radio you guys are the full package amazing personalities great sense of humor and good looks to boot have a great day love mom (laughs) (laughs) no it's from cindy thank you cindy that's very nice you don't have to go overboard though i wouldn't say I'm a handsome man. Mm-hmm. I say fairly average looking, could blend into a crowd easily. Sure, sure. Doesn't stick out as ugly. Yeah. I'll take a six out of ten, please. Sure. Five and a half I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, so we just played the Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated. <laughs> Sending that out to all the parents who I, I know is, I'm going to have to go through this. 
um, who are going to have to go to the theater to see the new Paw Patrol movie that comes out this weekend. Oh, boy. <laughs> Paw Patrol is great when you can put it on, sit your kid in front of the TV, and it keeps him distracted while you go do other stuff. But being in a captive audience forced to watch an hour and a half episode <laughs> of Paw Patrol is a nightmare. Yeah, maybe pop in some earbuds and listen to an audio book. That's not a bad idea. Huh. Listen to a podcast. Wait, are there any shows that your children watch that you are like, hey, this actually isn't bad? Yeah, there's some. Paw Patrol's not one of them, though. Well, I'm trying to think of one that I actually enjoy. My son's starting to get into, like, Teen Titans Go and stuff. Some of the, like, superhero ones are yeah, okay. teens, maybe. You know what's not bad? Miraculous. I really got into Miraculous. <laughs> I've never heard of it. And my son was uh, watching that. The Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Jim. You've never seen it? <laughs> it sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, they're uh, superheroes. My son knows so much about Paris because they're... <laughs> superheroes in Paris, France. Mm. And my son's always asking us to buy croissants now. <laughs> Dad, what are you taking me to the Louvre? No, he asked. He's like, can we go see the Eiffel Tower? I'm like, maybe someday, kid, but <laughs> not today. Getting cultured. Yeah, that one's not bad. But Paw Patrol, mm. it's, uh, it's definitely for the kids. This movie apparently has a couple cameos and a few jokes worked in to keep the parents... Semi-interested. Dax Shepard is in this. Uh, his voice is in there. Kim hmm. Kardashian West makes an appearance. Jimmy Kimmel is a uh, a voice in the Paw Patrol movie, so listen for them. But, uh, yeah, it'll be... Kids will love it, I'm sure. But parents are going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> Drawn straws. Who's taking a mom or dad, <laughs> right? What do you got planned for the weekend, Jim? I asked you last Friday, and you said nothing, and then you went and got engaged. Um, yeah, no, this, well, I do have a, a memorial golf tournament I'm playing in, more the Fred Ronzik Memorial uh-huh. with some friends in Pine Knot, so um, got like 25 guys playing that, and uh, I think that's about it. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. But no major life moments going on that you're not going to tell me about before they happen. I am getting breast implants. I will look different on Monday. I wonder how that will affect your golf swing. (laughs) It's time for sports. We are joined by Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio, who's been filling in for a vacationing Devin Peacock. Uh, Peacock is back Monday. Stubbs, we just want to say thank you to you for, for helping us out over the past couple weeks here. Has, Jim, this has been a blast. This is always fun being on your show. We would be remiss to let you go without getting a little in-depth look at the OHL. That is your specialty. You've got tentacles that go deep into the league. And just curious, what are you hearing from uh, your sources within the OHL about player development, the kids that have been sitting around? Are they excited to get back on the ice? Are they ready to get back on the ice? Oh, excited. I was talking with one just a couple of weeks ago. And he said, I'm ready to, to skate through a wall right now. I'm just, he was ready to go. He was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. It was hot outside and he was ready. So are the players ready? Yeah, you bet. And fans better be ready because two weeks from tonight, the preseason schedule starts. So we're getting awfully close. We'll work on how to get into buildings and all those sorts of things in the next couple of weeks. But I think what the teams are wondering about right now is where would the development of players be for guys who, just like you say, 
haven't been able to play, where the OHL essentially went virtual over this last year, where teams were still in contact with players, but it was more of video sessions. It was more of a classroom setting. You were playing OHL hockey virtually. So where does the development sit physically? And that's going to be the biggest question starting training camps. And what's the solution to that? I guess just getting out there and doing it. That's it. I mean, coaching staffs can do so much when they can be on the ice with players. When you don't get that opportunity, you know, they're just little muscle memory things that you don't pick up. I think part of the fun is how unpredictable it's going to be this season. We don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be guys, I'm sure, that are like, wow, where'd this guy come from? And then there might be some other guys like, whoa, what happened to that dude? (laughs) Did not put any work in in the offseason. That's going to be the big question. And there are going to be a lot of names to learn for OHL fans. So, yeah, unpredictable, fun. If you had to pick a favorite right now, I think it's easiest just to put all of the names of a team or the teams into a hat and just get somebody to reach in and pull one out, and that team's your favorite. Who knows who's going to be good this year? We can't. Can we call BS on this whole, hey, I'm way more productive working from home? Yeah, it's hard to... You keep hearing people say that. They may they may be. They may be, but I think the majority is it's just they enjoy it better. Yeah. Right? You don't have to commute if you don't want to put on... Uh, slacks? You don't have to put on slacks? You don't have to iron your slacks? No slack ironing? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, you're less of a commute. Yeah, like the roads are better when everybody's working from home. I can think of about five people that we work with who must be loving working at home and it's not because they're more productive. (laughs) And and I'm sure if you think about your office, you can think about the people who are mm, just really milking this for all it's worth. (laughs) I don't know. But wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you? A hundred percent. I'm not a great self-starter. What I like about this job is we have to be here at a certain time. And if we don't do what we're supposed to do, people notice. So yeah. there's an accountability and there's a there's a time factor that is involved. We have to do this at this time, this at this time. But if I had to roll out of bed and it's like, okay, you just have to get your job done today. You take it from there. I, I would not be able to manage that very well. Yeah, Some people are great. They can get five days worth of work done in three days. But, yeah, Yeah. I don't know how many, what the percentage is of those people out there. Which is sweet, and then you don't have to fake that you're working for those other two days like you Mm -hmm. would if you're in the office. You can just lounge around and watch your stories. (laughs) Very true, very true. Hey, hey, it could save a bunch of uh, companies money, though. If people do choose to stay home, you downsize your work uh, real estate, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you can go to a smaller office. I mean... You never know. Those are all things that lazy people at home are saying right now to their bosses, Jim. I was giving them a hand. Yeah, it's a great idea. We should keep working from home. I'm so productive here. (laughs) Was that a splash? No, no. Uh, Nobody's in the pool right now. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.